You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 55. I want to take a moment to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else that you might be listening to the show, which now, as of two weeks ago, also includes iHeartRadio. And we want to thank once again the good folks at iHeartRadio for adding this show to their library. Also, don't forget that we are in the midst of the first 2020 contest to give away 3D printable Edelcron camera mount. The lucky winner will get to choose between the Flex Tilt 3D, the Skater 3D, or the Pocket Shot 3D. And you can find out more details about that at the tail end of this episode or by going over and checking out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group and looking for the official post on the contest there. Now, the first thing I want to get to in this week's episode, this is an article from CanonRumors.com that Canon will release four new full-frame cameras in 2020. Now, I read this article, and I do find it interesting. I think they do have some valid points, but I also believe that they somewhat missed the mark on this article because it shouldn't be that Canon will release four new full-frame cameras in 2020, but five new full-frame cameras in 2020, and I'll get to that in a moment. So per this article, which is posted on January 21st, 2020 at 8.57 a.m., Canon Rumors states that they've been working hard trying to piece together a Canon roadmap for 2020 in regards to camera bodies that they and they think they have most of it figured out. The following information comes from a few different sources and is mixed with a little bit of common sense. This roadmap is only for full-frame interchangeable lens cameras. We have no information on new PowerShot or EOS M camera bodies. What we have been told, this is a quote from Canon Rumors, that Canon will release four new full-frame cameras in 2020, and we're pretty certain about at least three of them. First up is the Canon EOS 1DX Mark III. That camera has already been announced and will begin shipping in the middle of February, and you can pre-order them by going to the link in this article, which I'll include in the show notes for this episode, so you can check it out for yourself. The second camera is an EOS RS. This is an unofficial name, and this is the same name that I've been giving one of the new EOS R cameras that I believe will be coming out in 2020. And if you remember, I've stated in numerous previous episodes, as has Canon Rumors, that the reason why we both feel that it could potentially be the Canon EOS RS, even though it's an unofficial name at this time, is because this is going to be a high megapixel dual memory card EOS R body that is a direct replacement for the existing 5DS and 5DSR. Okay, so it has been long rumored 
that the next EOS R camera body, and we think there is a good chance that it is will be announced officially in February of HEDA CP+. It's also possible that it might not get announced until May. Now, the third body they're mentioning is the Canon EOS RM, and again, this is an unofficial name. Uh, apparently, we're going to see a body even more affordable than the Canon EOS RP. The EOS RP currently sells for $999 US, so to make this worthwhile, there is going to have to be a pretty significant price difference. A few people at Canon had previously mentioned that this type of camera body was a possibility, and we're now seeing some confirmation that it will become a reality. The good news here is that Canon will have to make some affordable RF lenses. Not many people will be sticking a $2,500 lens on a $700 camera. Now, again, this is another body that I predicted in a previous episode that could come to fruition in 2020, and that is a full-frame but even less expensive full-frame EOS R body than the RP. I didn't have any guess on what they might call it. Uh, Canon Rumors is going with the EOS RM. I'm not sure what the M stands for, um, but that's what they're going with is an unofficial designation at this time. Now, tie, wrapping up this article, they're saying that there will be a third EOS R body. The third EOS R body coming in 2020 is a bit of a mystery. Though we do have some information pointing to which direction this camera body will go. We think this body is going to be a sports slash speed body, perhaps with a lower megapixel sensor and aimed at the Sony A7S line of cameras. A follow-up to the Canon EOS R is a possibility, but there is also a possibility that EOS R was a one-off and that we'll see more focused bodies going forward. This has also been suggested to them a couple of times, and it makes some sense. As Canon Rumors has said in the past, the EOS R has always felt like a stopgap to the greater plan for the system. An EOS 5D Mark IV equivalent body could also be a possibility, but we think we'll see a direct SLR replacement for the EO. Uh, but we do think we'll see a direct DSLR replacement for the EOS 5D Mark IV. What about the EOS 1 level EOS R? We do not believe such a camera will come in 2020, not with the EOS 1DX Mark III just released. We suspect we'll hear more about RF Mount Pro camera in 2021. It's possible we'll get some kind of development or technology announcement in 2020, but this camera is going to take a lot of input from photographers to make sure that Canon gets it right. Now, I do agree on that portion of the article 100%. I don't believe that Canon is going to release a flagship EOS R camera uh, to replace the 1DX body line when the 1DX Mark III is just now being released in time for the 2020 so, uh, Tokyo Summer Olympics. Now, where I have an issue with this article is they seem to have totally forgotten one of their previous articles in which they announced that Canon had officially announced an EOS RA, and that camera was going to be for astrophotography. So when you lump the RA in with the other four bodies in this article, you actually have five full-frame bodies coming out in 2020. Remember, the EOS 1DX Mark III and the EOS RA have already been confirmed and announced by Canon. So we know for a fact both those bodies are going to be on the market this year. 
and we're pretty sure that there's going to be a high megapixel replacement for the 5DS and SR this year. I personally do not think that Canon is, is going to re replace the 5D Mark IV with a 5D Mark V. I know some other sites and personalities are suggesting that there will be a 5D Mark V. I don't think it's going to happen. And the only reason why I say that is because it'd be kind of silly to, re re, uh, to release a 5D Mark V if you're already going to do a high megapixel dual card slot EOS RS, even if that's an unofficial name at this point in time. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Canon will do one more 5D DSLR body, but I don't think so. Being they killed off the 5DS and the SR and never even gave them a second revision, to, in favor of going to the next, uh, their next high megapixel full frame body being in EOS R format, I don't think they're going to do a 5D Mark V. But I could be wrong. We'll have to wait and see how things progress in 2020 and what kind of announcements we get from Canon uh, as far as official announcement on new full frame bodies that will be coming to market. Next up. Patent for a Canon RF 135 F1.4L USM. Now, this article is on Canon Rumors from January 16th of 2020. Well, here's a fun optical formula for, from Canon discovered by Canon News. A Canon RF 135 F1.4L USM lens. The existing Canon EF-135 F2L USM is an all-time classic portrait lens, and this would certainly be an amazing offering worthy of the new RF lens mount. Canon Rumors believes that there's a higher-than-normal probability that such a lens design will make it into a consumer product. The tentative specs are Canon RF-135 F14L USM, focal length 131.00mm, F number 1.41, half angle of view 9.38 degrees, image height of 21.64 millimeters, total lens length of 182.28 millimeters, with a BF of 13.87 millimeters. Now again, this is from Canon Rumors, so there's no guarantee that this is going to become a reality, but apparently Canon has filed a patent for this lens design with an RF mount, so that would be exciting. Now, I do currently have the Canon EF-135 F2L USM lens. I absolutely love it. Many professional photographers love it, as it is a fantastic portrait lens. Now, I know in the Sony and Nikon world, a lot of photographers like the 105mm focal length, and it is a good one. And it is a popular lens in both the Sony and the Nikon camp. But the 135, between the 135 and the 85 millimeters, those are the two go-to portrait lenses in the Canon world. And there's a good reason for it. Those are both fantastic lenses. On the 85 millimeter, you can't go wrong if you get the 85 millimeter 1.8 USM, which is the one that I have. Or if you go with one of the L lenses, um, I've heard some bad things about the 85 1.2, both the regular and the Mark II about soft focusing. They're not sharp. They're a little bit slow to focus. I haven't used either one of them myself, so I cannot swear to that. But I knew, do know there's been a lot of rave reviews on the newer 
EF 85mm1.4L, which has image stabilization. And I think if I was going to go to an 85L lens, I would probably go with the 1.4 before I would go with the 1.2, um, just because the 1.4 seems to have uh, much better reviews, much better articles on it. Um, it seems to be an overall better performing lens than the 1.2Ls, either in the first or the second revision. Uh, now, more than likely, I won't buy an 85 1.4 because it's an EF lens and I've already transitioned to mirrorless with my EOS R and my Fuji GFX 50R. And yes, I do have all three of the adapters for the EOS R, which allow you to use the EF glass on the RF mount. But I don't really see the point in getting another, buying another brand new EF lens. I'm not going to buy the RF85 anytime soon because I think it's ridiculously overpriced. And 85 millimeters just isn't a focal length that I use enough to warrant spending the big bucks on that particular lens. So for now, I'm just going to stick with my 85 1.8 USM E-mount lens and use it with the adapter on the EOS R. I still get amazing portraits with that particular setup. The next little bit of news I have from the Canon world, Canon has released their promised firmware update for the Canon RF 70-200 f2.8L ISUSM lens to fix an issue at minimum focusing distance. Firmware version 1.0.6 incorporates the following fix. Fixed a phenomenon when performing AF shooting to capture a subject at close range with the focus distance approximately set to the tele-end, 200 millimeters, the image may become slightly front-focused. That is the issue that this firmware is supposed to resolve for that lens, and you can download it at the link that I'll post in the show notes for this episode so that you can update your RF 70-200 f2.8 if you have already purchased that lens and you've been having issues with the focusing minimum focusing distance at the 200 millimeter end of that particular lens. Next up, another Canon RF patent has been spotted. It looks like Canon is serious about the 17 to 70 millimeter focal length for a new lens design as discovered by Canon News recently. This isn't the first time we've seen mention of an RF 17 to 70 millimeter lens which leads us to believe we are likely to see this introduced at some point. This lens would be a nice kit lens for a new entry-level EOS R body, uh, such as the EOS RM, if that is going to happen. This patent also shows two similar EF designs. A Canon RF 17-70mm f3.5-5.6 ISUSM lens, Focal length 17.40 millimeters, 34.99 millimeters, 67.97 millimeters. The F number F3.31 to F4.12 to F5.88. Half angle of view 51.20 degrees, 31.73 degrees, and 17.66 degrees. Image height 2164 millimeters by 2164 millimeters by 2164 millimeters. Total lens length 168.41 millimeters, 154.99 millimeters, and 168.39 millimeters. A BF of 8.36 millimeters, 52.48 millimeters, and 81.91 millimeters. 
Now, this article is claiming that Canon has also released patents for new EF lenses in EF 17 to 70 with the same 3.5 to 5.6 IS USM. I'm not going to go into all the details on it, as well as a Canon EF 16 to 60 millimeters. To be honest, I don't believe either one of the EF lenses are going to happen because Canon has recently all but confirmed they're not planning to release any new EF glass in 2020. So maybe these are legitimate patents uh, that Canon may be filing for future EF lenses, but I don't think so. I think Canon is going in the direction of working on their RF lens lineup, and they're not planning to release any new EF glass anytime soon. They didn't release any new EF glass in 2019. And according to the one of their bigwigs of Canon Europe in an article recently, he's stating that they're not planning to release any new EF glass for 2020 either. So I don't think the EF derivatives of this lens are going to happen. The RF 17 to 70 strong probability that that one will happen, as I said, as Canon plans to build up their portfolio of RF glass, not only the expensive glass, but more entry-level glass that's more affordable for those lower price point EOS R camera bodies like the RP and the possible EOS RM. All right, our next article is a little bit of news that has to do with the Nikon world. Coming soon, Laowa mirrorless lenses for the Nikon Z mount from Venus Optics. In addition to the new Laowa 15mm f4.5 W Dreamer shift lens, Venus Optics is working also on three other mirrorless lenses for the Nikon Z mount. The Laowa 9mm f5.6, the Laowa 11mm f4.5, and a Laowa 14mm f4. So these are some new interesting lenses that Venus Optics is planning to release in the Nikon mirrorless Z mount. And it's exciting news. Like I said before, I have the Laowa 17mm f4.0D for my GFX 50R which is a 13.5mm equivalent and 35mm equivalent uh, wide-angle lens, and I absolutely love mine. I love what Laowa and Venus Optics are doing with their Laowa line of lenses, and I think it's going to make things even more exciting and in interesting for all photographers. The more glass these guys come out with, the better it is for everybody. You can never have too many third-party lens manufacturers. I mean, we got Tamron, we got Sigma, we got Tokina, we got Samyang slash Rokinon, and a couple of others out there. Why not have another one, especially when Laowa makes some, uh, the Laowa line of lenses are some really good quality lenses and for reasonable pricing. Now, it's been reported that these new lenses on Leica rumors for a while now, and they're just received information at Nikon Rumors that all three lenses will be available also for the Z, Sony E, Leica M, and Leica L mounts. Venus Optics already has several Laowa lenses for the Nikon Z mount. Laowa lenses are sold at Adorama, B&H, and at the official Laowa lenses online store. On top of all of that, Venus Optics is coming with a new line of fast F095 lenses that will be called Argus. So that's definitely interesting as well. If their 095 lenses are reasonably priced like their other current lenses are, 
it may be the first time I actually break down and buy a lens that's capable of wider than an f1.2 aperture. I may have to snag one of those Laowa lenses at f095 if they're reasonably priced. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, because right now with the Nikon knocked 58 millimeter f095 lens, that thing is retarded expensive. I mean, $8,000 for that lens is just insane, especially at a 58 millimeter focal length. Who cares about 58 millimeters? Not me, that's for sure. The next bit of Nikon news I have for you this week, compatibility of Tokina lenses with the Nikon Z6, Z7, and Z50 bodies. Tokina issued an update to the lens compatibility with the Nikon Z6, 7, and 50s mirrorless cameras. Tokina currently has a dozen lenses for Nikon F-mount. Here is the full press release. About compatibility of Tokina interchangeable lenses with the Nikon Z bodies, we have thoroughly tested all current Tokina interchangeable lenses Nikon F-mount with the Nikon Z6, 7, and Z50 mirrorless cameras using the Nikon mount adapter FTZ. The results confirm that current Tokina lens models showed no issues in general operations with the following exceptions. The Tokina Opera 50mm f1.4 FF, the issue compared with general conditions depending on aperture value, A of speed might be slower. The Tokina AT-X 70-200mm f4 FX VCM-S, issue AF communication error, however the lens will operate normally in manual focus mode. Please note that due to mount adapter FTZ specifications, the following Tokina lenses do not AF but will operate in manual focus mode. The Tokina ATX M100 AF Pro D, the Tokina AT-X107 AF DX NH Fisheye, and the Tokina AT-X107 AF DX Fisheye. For any questions about compatibility of Tokina interchangeable lenses with the Nikon Z bodies, you can contact them via their contact form, and I'll include a link to that contact form in the show notes for this episode so that you can reach out to them yourself if you have any compatibility questions on any of your Nikon lenses with the Z bodies. This week's next bit of Nikon news, Nikon D. 6 20 megapixel built-in GPS and no IBIS? Nikon registered their new camera model N1823 with the Taiwan NCC agency. This is most likely the upcoming Nikon D6 DSLR. The description of the camera includes Wi-Fi 11A, B, G, N, and AC, Bluetooth, GPS. The battery is the Nikon EN-EL18C. This specific battery is used for the Nikon D5, D4, and D4S cameras. Here are the latest Nikon D6 rumored specifications based mainly on leaks from Asia. 20 megapixel sensor, not 24 megapixels as previously reported, but they're still not 100% sure. No IBIS, this again they're not 100% certain on. 14 frames per second in normal shutter mode, the D5 could do 12. Improved or better AF system, but probably with the same number of AF points. The Nikon D6 AF improvements are crucial and comparable to the Sony A9 II. The D6 will have more features and customization options for various aspects of the camera and settings. 
Companion applications will also see improvements, but they will most likely launch after the camera release. The D6 will definitely not be a hybrid camera like the 780, but rather a DSLR with some mirrorless features, better video silent shooting, for example. It is rumored to have 4K 60 video, improved dynamic range, advanced video features with raw recording, not sure if external or internal at this time, longer manual exposure times like in the Nikon D810A from 1 thousandths to 120 seconds up to 30 seconds, dual CF Express memory card slots, a .76-78 time 100% viewfinder, new XP dual processors, built-in Wi-Fi, 3.2 million dot touchscreen, improved silent shooting modes, and the official announcement is expected in mid-February around the 12th, uh, plus or minus one to two days. And that is the latest information on the Nikon D6 flagship DSLR, which, of course, uh, just like Canon with the 1DX Mark III, Nikon's going to want to get that to market soon so that it'll be in the hands of the professional sports shooters that will be covering the Tokyo Summer Olympics this year. All right, those are all of the major news and announcements I have for you from Canon and Nikon for this week. I want to thank all of my listeners again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else that you might be listening to this show. Now, also remember, don't forget to stop by the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group and enter to win the contest. You can enter uh, using the official post in the Facebook group. It'll take you directly to the contest website where you can make your entries. You can have more than one entries this time for a maximum of four. And you don't have to worry about snapping a screenshot showing that you're subscribed to the show in order to enter. Now, there will be one lucky winner chosen on February 3rd. The contest wraps up on February 2nd. The random winner will be chosen on the 3rd, and they will be contacted by myself to find out which of the three prizes they would like and what color of the three to four colors I'm going to offer them in they want to go with. I will then print and build the camera mount of their choosing in the color that they asked for and ship it out to that lucky winner. Also, remember, if you want to uh, leave a voicemail or send a text to the show, you can reach us at 470-294-8191. You can call or text either one uh, with any questions, comments, suggestions for upcoming episodes, uh, something you'd like to see covered in an upcoming episode. You can also reach out by email to myself, Liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. Liamphotographypodcast.com is also where you will find the show notes for the episode and any of the links that you can visit that I talked about in this week's episode. Also remember that I am hoping to have another contest a little bit later on in the year. Maybe as we get into summer, we may have a tripod or monopod giveaway. We'll have to wait and see how things go. And I'm hoping at some point down the road, probably not until 2021 at least, to have our first camera body giveaway. But we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Also remember that February 6th, the week of February 6th, I will have Jeff Harmon from the Master Photography Podcast and the Photo Taco Podcast is going to be my guest on the show, and we will be discussing 
sports photography. So make sure you're subscribed and looking out for that episode the week of February 6th, because that one is going to be a fantastic episode. Jeff is a great person. He is a great sports photographer, even though he only considers himself a hobbyist. He grabs and makes some amazing sports images, and I'm very, very excited to have him on the show. He's a wonderful person, as are all of the hosts at the Master Photography Podcast. Okay, I'm going to wrap up episode 55, and I will see you again in another seven days for episode 56. (laughs) 